Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you guys have been listening to Ask Women for a while, you probably know my voice associated with some cynicism, maybe some jokes you're not a fan of, or maybe you are a fan of because you've got great taste. Well, either way, I've come a long way from that cynical gal, and I'm doing amazing things helping guys get their banter and conversation skills on track, as well as making those dating profiles look not so terrible. Or dare I say good? No, dare I say great. I get them looking great. And I've been doing it long enough now that I'm seeing actual results coming in from guys that I've worked with. Like, you know, for example, engagements, things like that. I have to say, I feel pretty good about my skills and those dudes do too. So if you want to be smooth and witty in conversation or smooth and witty in your profile, you know who to come and see. And that's me. Kristen. And I'm at kristenandchill.com. All of my stuff is up there if you guys want to hit me up and uh, get my help. So again, kristenandchill.com. Charm more than just her socks off. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Woman podcast, this is the most important episode that you'll ever listen to. We cover a very serious topic, your penis, your body, your grooming habits, all of it. We talk about how to take care through manscaping, all of your body hair, all of your body smells. And we have three amazing women talking about what we think, representing all of women in the world, obviously, about how to take care of your goods. So keep listening. to the Ask Women podcast. I hope you're all holding up well, or at least a little. I don't know about well. Well, it's like too high of expectations. I'm Kristen Carney, one of your hosts. You know me, of course, here with Marnie Kinris. And today we have a lovely lady on the show, Anna Horford from the Horford Happy Hour podcast, who drinks during her show. And that's the whole thing of the podcast is to try like different wines and champagnes and then to have awesome discussion. So I think I'm real help. conversations, right? Because it's non-filtered. That's the whole point. I think we should start doing that. I'm going to leave the show for Anna's show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was saying before that Kristen's going to change the format of our show. But what would you drink if we could do this every week? What would you want to be trying out? Like, what would your alcohol of choice be? Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, whatever will make me forget. 
So the hardest <laughs> tequila is tequila very, tequila, very strong. Tequila is my drink too. It's totally my drink. Yeah. Anna, what is your choice beverage? I am like, if I have to go for liquor, vodka, definitely. Otherwise, I love red wine. Tequila makes bad things happen. <laughs> really? See, I'm the opposite. <laughs> so I'm, I'm impressed that you guys chose tequila, honestly. Tequila is my happy drink. I feel amazing and I do wonderful, or at least in my mind, I do wonderful things. <laughs> I've been a margarita girl lately. So Normally good. I would say gin, but gin makes me sound like I'm 85. I'm only 75. I don't <laughs> want people to confuse me with that old lady. I'm just the kind of old lady. I've already confused you with that old lady. You are an old, old woman. Anyway, we're not supposed to be talking about alcohol on this show because we're going to talk about something even better. Your penis. <laughs> we and the hair around it. We're going to talk about manscaping as well as a ton of other things. But none of us here are experts. We're not hairdressers. We're not manscapers. But we are women who have had to face some challenges when it comes to either men who have not manscaped or men who have manscaped. So I wanted to hear... Yes, yes, Kristen wants to jump in. Well, I wanted to ask if you received your manscaped package in the mail by chance. I did. And I used it. <laughs> you did? Oh my God. It's a really amazing product. And the show right now is powered by Manscaped. So I want to throw them a little bit of love. Yeah. And if you guys want to get a discount at manscaped.com, use promo code ASK20 to get that because my brother actually just came over yesterday and I gave him my Manscaped kit. Why didn't you use it for yourself? I, I don't know how to use an electric razor. You have to womanscape. Like, I, I don't know how to use that. But he shaved his legs. I mean, it's the same thing. I go, why do your legs look like they're <laughs> shaved or less hairy? He goes, oh, because I used the Manscaped... I want to see how it worked. And I'm like, you're not supposed to shave your legs. Now you look like you're a womanscaped. But it worked great. He said it was the best, the best trimmer he's ever used. Really? Okay. I've yeah. actually only used my husband's before. And then he's like, this is disgusting. I'm like, it better not be disgusting for <laughs> you. <laughs> so now I have my own, which I think is fantastic. But Anna, I want to hear from you. What do you think about guys who manscape? Is it important? Is it a must do? Is it you don't care. You're from the UK as well. So like maybe it's different over there. I'm currently in the UK. I'm technically... I'm from Michigan. I'm here because oh. my boyfriend is from here. So manscaping though... First of all, I found out manscaping was not just in the genital area. Like it's full on like head to toe grooming, which I think I automatically just associated it with a penis. Right. Me too. But I feel like... I'm one of those people who's like middle of the spectrum. Like that's perfect. Like I don't want to fuck a baby dolphin, but at the same time, I don't want to fuck like a Yeti. Right. <laughs> so just really like middle of the road. That's where I'm at as far as like my preferences when it comes to manscaping. So how would you define that if one is a dolphin and one is a Yeti? What's like the perfect middle ground? You know, that's a really good question. Maybe like a centaur or something. <laughs> Well, what does it what does it look like for you? So for me, I will say I don't mm -hmm. like when somebody's back is super hairy. I don't like when oh, their no. chest is way too hairy. Like my dad, it's like ingrained in my brain from when I was younger. He would take his shirt off and he would look like he was still wearing a sweater, and I would be so embarrassed oh, on God. vacations with him. So I'd be like, ah, move away, go play with another family. Fuck your dad. Right. No, I definitely don't want him. <laughs> no, I think back hair is a no no. Like back shoulder hair that's like no chest hair whatever like just 
I don't need a pillow to lay on, but like, if it's there, it's there. So how do guys contain that? Do they wax? Do they laser? Do they trim some of it? I feel like waxing would be easiest for big areas like that. Right, but then they could get ingrowns. That's the bad thing with with waxing. Oh, imagine shaving your back. No, shaving your back would be horrible. Laser, I think, is the best option for guys. Yeah, probably. Kristen, what do you think? Well, I think everything's about balance, no matter what we're talking about in life. And that's the same with hair. Because if a guy comes to me who's hairless, it's very effeminate and it's not masculine and it's gross. Yeah, I agree. If he comes to me as the Yeti, that's also gross. And you know what? I kind of associate with a very hairy guy or like hairy balls. Just... I just picture them to smell. It just for sure. Like hold on to bad smells. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can see that. So if there's some hair, it's great. Like I like a little chest hair. Of course, I'm. I don't know what woman would say she wants a guy with back hair. I think that's like a given. Right. Yeah. But if his chest is completely smooth and then it's prickly from stuff growing in, ah, you know. So I just think keeping it somewhat natural while taking away the animalistic vibe that hair can give, that right. for me is a perfect medium. Can you describe that a little bit better then? So like what would be considered the animalistic vibe? Like hairs pointing in every direction, longer than <laughs> one inch, two inch, reaching out into the shoulder reach. Like I want to get a clear picture for guys. Because like I have the same thing as you. My husband is not overly hairy. Like my like hair is worse than his sometimes. It's crazy. He's always <laughs> been like that. But he has like naturally a nice little patch of hair. But if I were to advise my father, who doesn't naturally have that patch of hair, what would I say to him or how would I tell him to get to that place that is middle of the road? Okay. Picture Austin Powers minus the heart. (laughs) Right. So he's basically got a little hair and he cuts it into a heart shape. Now take away the heart shape a natural shape, but he doesn't have hair growing all over his body. So there's some hair. It's maybe a little thick. So I would say half an inch if we're going to go actual measurements. Half an inch if a girl's laying like on her... Or if she's laying her head on your chest and she puts her hand on your upper chest, like she goes over some hair and doesn't get her hand caught. No, it's not getting tangled. In Seinfeld, I have to refer to Seinfeld, George asks about a woman's hair that they're trying to hook him up with. And he's like, now if I put my hand in my hair, can I get it out? (laughs) That's the key. Like you want to be able to like just easily go right out. It's not like you're in a furry bush. Yeah. And I love that. Okay. So let's like go down a little bit to the other region of your penis and balls. What are your preferences for that zone? Because I know that for like a lot of guys, a lot of guys like when girls are completely bare. Like for me, I know I find that so disgusting. Like I like the landing strip for women, but what is the equivalent for men? How much do they trim? Like my husband has it. He's like in the other room right now, but so <laughs> my husband has it sometimes where it's a little wild and then it grows onto his thigh region. And I'm just like, it is time for you. It's disgusting. It's oh. disgusting. So I remember when we first started dating and I'd be like, you got, you have to trim that a little bit, please. It's like a little bit too much. And he's like, I've never trimmed before, but I'll do it. So he trimmed, but then he just like cut it down everywhere instead of actually cleaning up the area. And so, I mean, we're in quarantine right now. So every bit of hair for everybody is all over the place. But typically, he he does take it where it's off of the side of his thighs. And it's not as clean as what I would have for cleaning up my pubic hair, but it's definitely 
shaved back or taken back so that it's not too overwhelming. I love by you saying it's quarantine, like he goes and gets his balls <laughs> and thighs trimmed elsewhere. <laughs> like he can't leave the house to get his balls trimmed. <laughs> I just feel like everybody is growing every type of hair right now to yeah, the extreme. Yeah. But yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's like he could do it at home. It's not like Ted is coming every week <laughs> to trim his pubes. I feel like the balls should not get lost in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever hooked up with a guy who's like ball fro? was just absolutely yes. like massive. Like, and you're just like, first of all, like, what do you want me to do with this? Second of all, like the ball should not get lost. No. In the yeah, you should be able to see that he has balls. Yeah. And then you don't like putting a full like balls with hair in your mouth. It's just horrible. It's rude. Number one, yeah. because guys are scared of like female like bushes. And then for them to have like that mindset, but then to grow out their ball hair massively. That's just <laughs> fucking rude. It's rude. Like, it's just rude that we had to be designed so grossly. I know. Yeah, I mean, true. all of that is there to protect us from any type of bacteria. But now we have mm. other things to combat that. We can eliminate yeah. right, eliminate all of that hair down there. Okay, so... Well, so to give you like a picture, I think of what to do in terms of like the thigh area going closer to the unit. When you think about a barber cutting your hair and you have a shorter haircut, you're a guy, they go tighter and they fade toward the bottom. So... If you can look at like your ball unit and your area, I'm so uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> I'm loving this. Just think, watching you think about think about the thigh and like under the thigh where it kind of goes more toward your like tainty area. Yeah. If you can look at that area as almost like the lower part of your neck where the barber starts to like tighten it up and crop there, yeah. that's where you want to go tight and crop. And then you fade in, you kind of fade into the balls. Yeah. And so you don't have to like completely 100% shave everything where there's nothing, but you slowly fade in. And then on the balls, it's like enough to know that it's like there. And then on the balls. <laughs> like, so Kristen is cupping her hands right now, like these massive balls that she's talking about. <laughs> but then on the balls, have enough hair to like cover the shriveled, wrinkly look. Yes. You know? Yes. So that it doesn't look like... Have you ever watched My Stepmother is an Alien? Old film from like the 90s. No. No. Kim Basinger. There was like this this alien snake that was in her purse. Like that's what it looks like if balls don't have any hair on it. Anyway, for anybody. But like it's like like this like... Oh, like those dogs. Like the... Or the cats. The Siamese cats. Kind of like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's it's too oh. much. It's too much. Well, you know what? I'm going to ask uh, maybe the team at Manscaped, by the time we post this video, they can provide us with an instructional video that we can post that's attached to our podcast. So instead of us just talking about what we kind of like, they can give some guidance of exactly what to do. But before we get to uh, our break, I do want to talk a little bit about penis hygiene maybe for the the two of you ladies. Oof. And I just really just want to make Christian as uncomfortable as possible during this episode. Well, I have so much experience with my own penis, so I can speak to right, this. Right, exactly. <laughs> so is there not what is your preference for hygiene of the penis? Because I'm sure every woman wants a penis to be clean and taken care of. But hopefully, for, yeah, for men, like what is the nice thing to do for women who are about to be either touching your penis putting it in their mouth, whatever. What should men be doing either before dates or before they start being sexual with a woman to make sure that that woman wants to keep coming back? Yeah. Can I just say something really quick? Yeah. 
I am from the States where I feel like most men, not all men, but most men are circumcised, right? It's like 50-50. I don't actually know if it's most men, but a lot. Yeah. And I'm 27. Like most of the guys I've hooked up with, I know have been circumcised. So being with someone from the UK where that's not common at all, like guys just are like not circumcised here freaked me out because growing up, all you hear about, and I'm so sorry for using this phrase, dick cheese. Oh, yeah. Like, I was terrified. Like, luckily, my boyfriend is like a normal human with like excellent hygiene. But like, I was absolutely terrified by the thought of running into an uncircumcised penis that was just dirty. Like running into a creeper in an alleyway. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Has that (laughs) happened to you guys? Like, I've actually never been with somebody who was uncircumcised. I have seen uncircumcised penises and they look so foreign to me. But yes, I was always fearful of that as well. Because I was with people, guys, who were from the UK when I was younger. And I was always nervous that I would be confronting (laughs) the cheese. The reason I'm excited over here and kind of dancing is because the one time I've experienced it, the guy was from London. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very handsome man. Oh, God. Oh, man. But that was the first time and he made me super comfortable with it. So I didn't get as like freaked as I thought I would. But I think in terms of hygiene, like what you do beforehand is I know that like if you do hook up with women and you should always be wearing protection, but if you don't and you do have sex and you have a dirty penis, that can cause yeast infections and it can be very uncomfortable for women. So that will definitely lessen your chances. One, because obviously it's gross. But then two, if she has these after effects, it's like not that fun. Why would she really want to see you again? She was over. Right, she's going to associate them with you. Right. So right. I would say, I mean, I don't know how realistic this is. I'm not a dude and I don't chat with dudes about this. But like, if you have a feeling you are going to become sexual or hook up, I would run to like a bathroom if you could and just do like a quick wash down. Obviously do it before your date. So take a shower and get really clean beforehand. So you're not going in with like a sweaty one. But if you didn't have the opportunity to and you maybe did get sweaty on this date, go in the bathroom. I know maybe you can't find one without like stalls. So it's going to be more difficult. But if you can find one private, go and do a quick wash down. It'll make things so much more comfortable for you and her, but you'll get out of your head because you won't be like, oh my God, is it like, does it smell? Is it not like, you know? Is it gross? And women yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. Like women we do that. do that. Yeah. One thing I'm going to add to that though, because this could be an issue for a lot of guys is if they do go into a bathroom and they use like, like really horrible yeah, soap. Right. Oh, yeah. No. First of all, it can cause an infection for her if it's highly fragranced soap and she's a sensitive woman. So if you are planning on having sex, if there is some way to like bring a baby wipe or like a wet wipe with you. Those are the best things for cleaning because you are then, I mean, I don't know if it'll sting on your penis, but like if with a baby wipe, it wouldn't because it's like smooth and it's got, they have non-fragranced ones as well. So we can clean your penis properly. The thing is with fragranced soaps, it can also cause the same thing, either a yeast infection or other types of infections sometimes because it just throws off pH levels. So sometimes like the natural stink might actually be healthier for the woman, but yeah, yeah, you want to cover both angles. I feel bad for men. They don't have purses. They can't like, you can't walk around with like your own soap (laughs) in your I know. Wait, why do you have a a baby wiping your back pocket? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Just for for later. 
I keep them next yeah, to my yeah. condoms. Like what? Okay. Yeah. Just in case you spill um, something, I don't know what's going to happen. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think we're done covering the penis. We're not experts here. We're just talking as women, like from our own experiences. I've only had it a couple of times where I've had like a penis that really, really smells and it's disgusting and sweaty. And it's like, I don't want to be down oh, there for very long. But I mean, the truth is that when you really like somebody, you're going to do whatever you have to do. You may just not want to do it the next time because it may be smelly again. So if guys can make it as clean as possible down there, they will have guests coming back for their second cup of tea. I was going to ask you, do you guys think men are more particular about that kind of stuff than women? As far as like being particular about a woman being super fresh. And is that fair? I don't think women are as particular. And I'm so glad that you asked that because it's the same way that women aren't as into looks as men are. Men are more shallow. Yeah. And so with the downstairs stuff, like most men that I know like it completely bare, which again is like very strange. And then also it's like, oh God, the like the, afterburn of all it like getting rid of it's a lot of pressure to put on a woman i don't care if a guy is perfectly groomed or not obviously it's better to be groomed but like it's not going to turn me on or turn me off and i think basically that comes mm-hmm. down that's what it comes down to is whether or not women are still turned on whereas like men will obviously be turned on by a vagina no matter what but they'll be like a little deflated if it's like a full bush whereas like it's not like ideal but i wouldn't be like oh i'm never going to be turned on by that guy because he's not perfectly groomed. But I'm speaking, you know, generally here. This could not apply completely. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like sometimes, I don't know, men and women are just so different with their preferences. And as women, like, I feel like there is a lot of pressure on us as well to be super fresh and to be as smooth as as men want. I think a lot of that pressure also comes from us. Like I think for me, oh, yeah, I don't want to smell for me. There has been certain times with boyfriends and even, you know, with my husband where I'll be like, uh, like I, you know, I know I smell. And then <laughs> he'll be like, no, like it's okay. I like it. Whereas for me, I'm like plugging my nose and being like, it's okay. I'll go down. But like not really wanting yeah, to be there. True. Yeah. But so, so yeah, you're, you're absolutely right that they don't seem to mind as much maybe because they're single focus and they're focusing on sex rather than us who are multitaskers so we can focus on the disgusting smell plus the sex plus liking the guy i've had guys make a comment whereas i wouldn't make a comment to a guy like right in the moment Uh, what's the comment like you smell good no like if i'm not perfectly like shaven or something you've had somebody say something to you what yes like several times and not that I, I'm not that I'm walking around with a giant bush or <laughs> I something. I was like, "What's going on with you? Maybe you need these lessons. Maybe you should Wait. have kept that manscaper." <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but how do they say that to you? I can't even remember. It's been so long. It's been more of like, I just remember the idea of that happening. Where it's like, mm. like I had one guy that I was obsessed with for a long time. He was like the worst. He was like the definition of kind of like a fuck boy, and he would be like. Oh, you know, like he'd be like, kind of like joking with me about it, but he like bust my balls, pun intended, about like maybe if it wasn't like exactly or something. And then I had, did have one guy tell me specifically, like, I only like it when girls are completely shaven. And I was like, noted, you know. But did like, you do it for him or like how did that make you feel afterwards? I made sure that I made it the way he wanted it. Okay. Well, so then you you were appreciative of it. 
What was his manscaping like? I don't remember being impressed by any of it. Like, I almost feel like I remember mm-hmm. being like, really? Like, you have the balls again, pun intended, yeah. to say this to me, whereas you're just like, whatever. Oh, I'd be so pissed. Yeah, but I didn't go with it. Okay, well, let's take a break here because I want to talk back about proper ways to bring things up. And then I want to decode women a little bit because you might have both been pissed, but you still did it and you continue to do it. So let's talk about that after the break. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. Sports are slowly making their way back with the UFC, NASCAR, and soccer leading the way. Bet Online has all the best odds lines for the upcoming matches this weekend. Need more? Bet Online has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day live for you to check out. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device and join now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So I don't know much about balls, but I do know they're pretty sensitive and they're pretty tender and they should be treated with love. Well, if you want to groom your balls, which you should, and Marnie and I have recommended that so many times, you should check out the brand Manscaped. I just got a box in the mail that I'm going to be gifting to my brother, which is kind of weird, but it is such quality, high grade stuff that I want you guys to experience it yourself. And they don't offer any old electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. They also have things like ball deodorant, foot deodorant, ball toner. And let's go back to the trimmer for a second. The coolest part about it is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for closer and more precise trimming. Also, it lasts for 90 minutes. You can take a longer time trimming. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ASK20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping, manscaped.com. Use code ASK20. All right, we are back. And before we dive into, even though women are pissed and they still do things, I want Anna to just talk a little bit about the podcast that she does because I'm not sure we said that in the beginning. So just tell people what... Oh, I did. Oh, you did? Okay. But yeah, yeah, go for it again. It sounds super fun. (laughs) Yeah, so I am with the CLNS Media Network out of Boston. My podcast is called Horford Happy Hour. It's been on... I'm in my third season right now. It's really great. There are basically no rules. I can talk about whatever I want to talk about, which is amazing for me. I'm usually pretty unfiltered. And yeah, so I drink a different wine or champagne every week that I recommend or don't recommend to listeners. And we just talk about everything from social issues to relationships. My last episode was on cheating, why people do it, what's the science behind it. So yeah, it's really fun. It's on all podcast platforms. So if that sounds like your cup of tea, definitely check it out. Yes. Wonderful. All right. Back to our topic, which was that you have had a man say to you, shave it off. I like it shaved off, which to be honest, I think that it's fine to say what your preferences are and what you like and what you're turned on by. And then it's up to Kristen to do whatever she wants with that information. But I'd like to go through, if you can remember... And actually for Anna as well, if you've had situations like this where where men have said these things to you, they're not wrong things. But what that did for you and did it 
put your relationship on a different level? Did you do what he requested and then you were okay with it and then he was happy? Like, I want to hear what happens after these things are said. Because obviously you can say, oh yeah, guys shouldn't say those things. But from the examples of both of you or even of Kristen, he did say that thing and you did what he said. So that happens to be a win-win for guys. So I'd love to hear your experience with that. And then we can talk about how to phrase things to women in a way that doesn't feed off of their... Or feed more into their insecurities, but still puts you in a good position to get what you want. Yeah. I was going to say that it's not about them stating their preference. It's about how they state it. So exactly what you just said. It's important, like your inflection and what you sound like and how you say it to someone. If you like scoff at someone, the second she pulls her panties down, can you imagine what that does? to someone's self-esteem instead of being like, hey, babe, like, can we just kind of have like a a quick chat or a dialogue about this? So there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. And there's nothing wrong with preferences. Everyone has preferences. Communication is obviously key in every aspect of life. So as long as you're communicating with your partner, but at the same time, like, it sounds like guys can be dicks, especially in your situation with him just saying that, it wasn't as smooth or whatever as he liked. I don't know. The the way that you phrased it seemed like that kind of came off the wrong way. Yeah. So for me, I wish I could remember it better. Again, it's been so long. But in my particular situation, I really only will get physical with someone that I'm really, really comfortable with or really, really into. So they already have a pass for saying things wrong because I like them already. So when they say it in the wrong way, Dating the way I was dating when I was in the scenario, I was doing it in a very insecure way. Like I had been in a relationship for eight years. I'd never hooked up. I'd never really gone on dates. And so it was all new to me. And so I almost felt like I was in the submissive situation of like, oh, oh, okay, you teach me. Like I didn't know I'm doing it wrong. Okay, I didn't know. Like it's been a long time since I've been in the world. So in that scenario, I digested it fine because I liked the person and I felt like I was in the position to learn. But now I'm not so much in that position. So I would probably interpret it differently or take it differently. And I would probably be more ballsy again, pun Mm -hmm. intended, and say like, well, this is the way I like it. Like if it was that guy who was just kind of a throwaway guy who I had a huge crush on that wasn't really treating me right. So the way that I would say it personally would be more in a teasing way. So like what Anna said, which was like phrasing it in a way like, let's chat about this. What that would do to me because of my personality, I would maybe freeze up or seize up because I would be like, oh my God, this is a big conversation (laughs) and I'm doing something wrong. Mm. So if you have the right rapport with someone, I think you do something like flirtatious or playful. Like Like take out a pube and start flossing. Yes, literally. Literally. I feel like that would be like... Doing something (laughs) playful, I think, wins in the fact that it will add flirtation and not so much like judgment. Seriousness and judgment. Yeah. 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 Like, I don't know, twirl it. Like, you know, twirl like it's like you're playing with your hair or something and just be like, it was so long. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. And afterward. And I don't think doing it at the beginning is a way to like keep the sexual vibe going. So... So suck it up, take the vagine with some hair on it. And then once you're done, then you go in and say what you want to say in like a playful flirtatious way. I agree with you. 
basically what you're saying is you have to read your audience, right? Yes, you always. have to know who it is that you're dealing with because I'm the same way. Like if somebody were to come to me like, hey, we got to talk about something, I would be like, oh, like it would just... I would just think about it. it, it what if just... they said it in a funny way? That would oh, be in a awesome. funny way. Yeah, exactly. Like in a funny way. Talk about your hair, but like not yeah. pre-sex. Like I remember, yeah. I forget what it was. I was like standing naked in the bathroom, and my husband walked in and he said something to me. I think it was about my beauty career, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like what are you trying to do to me right now? Like I was so vulnerable in that position. And he he did, he made a joke and we had not had sex yet. No, I don't even know if we were planning on having sex, but like it would have happened in the next couple of days. It just put me into an insecure place. And then I, I remember talking to him afterwards and I said, like, I felt very vulnerable and you just popping in and being like, hey, your pubes are long. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just like... I was like, fuck you. Like, that's horrible. Now I'm not going to have sex with you. Well, I probably was not thinking that at all because that's not how I work. Don't you feel like that's what you'd want to do though is be like, go fuck yourself? Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. Had he come in and been like, oh my God, your body looks so sexy. And then we have sex. And then afterwards, if he did make some sort of little joke, I could handle it a lot better. And I would have taken that as input (laughs) (laughs) for the family (laughs) instead of a criticism that didn't really help with my insecurity. Because I felt really good looking in the mirror at that moment. And then to have him come in and the one thing that he says was commenting on something possibly negative didn't feel Mm -hmm. so wonderful. So yeah, I think it's about timing. Yeah. If a guy told me that, like shave your pubes or whatever, if he was like, I want you to shave your pubes. I'd be like, I want your dick to be two inches longer. Right, like, right, right, right. Like, who are you? But right. again, it's it depends on who you're comfortable with and who your audience is, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And the wonderful thing is that when I did tell my husband, he was just like, I, yeah, I don't know why I said that. He's like, <laughs> it just... He's sarcastic. So things just, you know, fly out of his mouth sometimes. But yeah, that was not the right moment for it. Yeah, I like that. I like how we're advising guys on how to actually pay attention to who the woman is instead of giving them a recipe for one type of woman. So I think that was really helpful to hear all three of our perspectives on how he would take in that information. I wanted to hear, Anna, how did you meet your boyfriend? Because he lives in the UK, you live in Michigan. Those those two areas don't cross paths very often. So how how did this happen? (laughs) Yeah, so he was actually the best man in one of my friend's weddings last summer. And they're all from... England. So a bunch of hot British guys, like the most cliche thing, like American women can't resist. And I couldn't resist. So we we met at the wedding. He was the best man. We had a few fun drunken nights at our villa, made some good and bad choices. And we've been together ever since. I'm over here for about six months while he's working on a visa. So, so yeah. Okay. Mm. Very wonderful. So what was it about him other than being drunk at a wedding that attracted you? Oh my him? God, his personality. Other than being British yeah. as well. Yeah. Accent one, personality two, sex game three. Well, describe, just define those more, <laughs> sex game and personality. So what about his personality? He just made me laugh. And I think that was amazing. Mm. Somebody who could make you laugh. I find my boyfriend extremely attractive. But even if you don't find someone that attractive, if someone can just make you laugh until your stomach hurts, I think that that's someone worth exploring pretty much. So yeah, he had good game. He wasn't cheesy, no like weird pickup lines or anything like that. Someone that you just kind of... Everyone can feel comfortable around right away. I think that's a plus. 
having good chat, as they call it over here, like good dialogue. And a word that I love that like you guys use is banter because everyone uses that word over here. And they say good bants, like good back and forth, good banter. Like everyone uses that. So yeah, it was great banter and yeah, just a fun, fun guy. Okay. So I just need to jump in because I did not pay Anna to say any of that. And that's what I teach guys for my business is I teach them how to banter. And so you just showed how incredibly important it is to have those skills and to have a good chat. It really like we talked about a second ago, how women are a little less shallow than men. Like you put sex game three, banter game two, accent one. So that's so telling because it, it is. It's like the sex game and like the attractive things seem to come Well, after. the banter is part of the sex game. That's what builds it up. That's the foreplay. 100 right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So I want to dive in deeper for our last little bit of time that we have together. When you talk about like guys being funny. So uh, certain guys can be funny and make you laugh like crazy, but you're not going to see them as a sexual option. So can you tell me what that difference was for you? Was it was it his accent and the way that he looks plus the funny made him wonderful? Or was it also how he was being funny or the way that he was being funny with you? Was he just being funny or was he using it to flirt as well? Yeah. So I think it was number one, it was very natural. And I think, I don't know if this is weird, but I think when men have like a very dry sense of humor, that's sexy. Like when they're just so dry and then you can like kick it back at them, especially like if you're a bit sassy, which I fully am. And you just kind of go back and forth and you're basically just making fun of each other or just like picking at each other, but not in a dickish way, just like in a truly genuine way. So yeah, I think just, I don't know, but I think it's underrated. Like men being funny and and men having good chat. That's very underrated. It's not just about looks. So if he didn't have the good chat, but he was having this accent and having kind of sexual game, where would you have stood with him? Would you have dated him? Would you have maybe gone on one date and then it fizzled out? I would not have have dated him. I don't think. I think first impressions are not everything, but they're very important. And when someone shows you who they are, that's kind of what I go off of. So if I'm not getting a good vibe from you and if we're not gelling, if we don't have chemistry, I don't really want to waste my time. So it is really, really important. Well, I just need to throw in there. So I'm going back and forth with dating, like going on dating apps, not going on dating apps. And then I say one second, I'm not dating. And then the next second, I'm like, oh, this guy's kind of interesting because we're having like a good flow and banter. And then something happens that it doesn't work out. But right now, I happened to strike up conversation with this guy on Hinge. And I really am not dating in the sense that like, I'm not swiping through all these people every night trying to start conversations. I happened to see this one guy, I swiped right on him or I clicked whatever on whatever you do on Hinge. And we matched and I sent him a piece of me because what I've learned is I like, I never recommend holding back from who you are. But basically... I sent him really what I truly wanted to send, which was when you match with someone on Hinge, it says, so-and-so invited you to start the chat. And so I hate that because it sounds so rude. Like, here, buddy, you start the chat. So I sent him exactly that. I said, ugh, I hate how it says I invited you to start the chat. It makes me look like a jerk. 
And his response to it was so perfect. And it was everything that like I wanted in a response. And we've been now bantering or having this back and forth for, I don't know, two weeks which is slow and long, but we've kind of joked about how like, we're not going to talk on the phone yet. We're keeping it exciting on the app. But the banter has been amazing. And I was just saying right before I matched with them, I am not dating. But all of a sudden, if the right person comes along and you have that chemistry, you may make someone go, okay, I'm dating. Yeah, that's what happens. I like what Anna was saying as well about that you guys were teasing each other back and forth. That is part (laughs) of bantering. But I think what's more important is that a man you were interacting with wasn't afraid to ruffle a few feathers with you. There are so many guys who just like... And it's not about like even teasing you, but it is just holding yourself back. I What what I see happening, and I know Kristen sees it happening a lot as well with guys over text and with guys that I work with, is that it's so filtered and robotic because they're trying not to insult. They're trying not to ruffle feathers. They're try- and what happens is you actually cut off your entire personality from being showcased and you're just this bland, blah person who kind of is the same as everybody else. There's nothing that stands out and therefore chemistry can't be created because you're holding yourself back so much. And so I love that Anna was saying that because you don't have to be a comedian. He was putting his personality out there, his real self, the just be yourself version out there, that was something that you could latch on to. Even if you yourself weren't putting the same thing back, it can, him being who he wants to be creates attraction. And that's how attraction happens. It's really hard for attraction to happen on a massive scale if you're not putting your real self out there. I could go on and on and on right now about this because I'm super passionate about it. And I was actually just on the phone with someone before this podcast talking about it. This guy is creating this like information exchange in these messages on Tinder and he's not feeling any chemistry. And I just am so passionate about the fact that you cannot create a connection by exchanging information, like dry information, interject personality. And how you interject personality is with opinions, points of views, stories. So like, you know, if you say, have you been hiking on this path before? And she's like, no. And then you don't say, oh, I've hiked it before when I was young. You say, I hiked it in a different life when I was like a nerdy looking dude. So just by adding a little bit of like an anecdote, you all of a sudden have personality. It's so easy to not do the dry exchange, but people find it so easy to get stuck in this dry exchange. So just add opinions and points of view and anecdotes and all of a sudden, boom, personality. For anybody who's listening, if they want to join my private Facebook page, they can purchase a program of mine and then they get access to our private Facebook page. And a guy named Craig posted this on June 17th. It's a flow of him having conversation with a woman that is basically like such a dull read. It's her not giving much back to him, him just asking question after question after question, trying to figure out where he can get her to break and open up. And she's just like not interested in anything he's putting out there. And I had written back saying like, this is so robotic. This is so stale. Like, he got to add some flair. So they're like, tease her about not giving you more of an answer. Joke around with her about something that you've said or your own experience of one of the questions that you're asking. Very similar to what Kristen was saying, just to add like a little bit of taste of you rather than what do you like to do? 
Do you like this? Do you like that? How about this thing? It's just like, it's just adding some life back into the conversations. I call that kindergartner conversation. It is. Because they exchange information the way like six-year-olds would. What's your favorite color? What's your favorite food? Mm -hmm. That's not how adults speak. Right. Yeah. You can't keep the conversation going that way. It just makes it so awkward and impossible. Well, it it can keep going, but as soon as somebody has an out, they're going to find a way to get an out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No one's going to be feeling sexual from it either. There's nothing where I'm like, oh, I'm so turned on. This is his seventh question that he's asked me. Right. Without any follow up. I love him. Anyway, we're going to wrap up the show now because we're reaching the 45 minute mark. But thank you, ladies, for pulling this episode together. I will admit we were a bit caught off guard before starting this show because it got set up yesterday and we weren't 100% sure what we were going to talk about, but it ended up working out well. We talked about penises and balls and chatting and dancing, all this, the wonderful stuff that us women like to talk about. But if anybody wants to go get a manscaping kit, Kristen, tell people where to go to. Just go to manscaped.com and use promo code ASK20. And I believe it's a 20% discount. And I'm not just saying this. My brother yesterday, who I haven't seen in a couple of weeks, said it was the best trimmer he's ever used. And that was not me looking for it. You know, I just brought up It's pretty. Shit. It's a pretty trimmer. Yeah. It's well, it's beautiful packaging, which I'm always super into packaging. Yes. You know, guys don't care as much, but the branding is amazing. So it'll look great. That newspaper. That. Oh my God. The newspaper is amazing. Yeah. All of it. Beautiful. Yeah. And the way it will look in your medicine cabinet will look sexy. But on top of that, the products work really well and they keep you smelling good, but not like a lady. So it's like nice masculine smells. They've got like, yes. It's not all just for your balls, but they've got like ball spray and. Yeah. And foot spray. And conditioner. And yeah, and all of it. Yeah. So take care of yourself so that you're not disgusting. And Anna, where do people find out more about you? Tell them your podcast and any social media handle that you would like them to follow you on. Yeah. So I am on Instagram and Twitter at Anna Horford. Twitter is definitely my main platform. That's where I have the most followers. That is where I am my absolute best or worst, depending on how you want to look at it. So yeah. And then Horford Happy Hour is available on all podcasting platforms. Awesome. Well, new episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please go and subscribe to our show because it's awesome. And you guys are awesome. We'll see you next week. 